welcome back to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am your host, Casey, today, and I am joined by author and our new friend, Anna Gomez. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Casey, thanks for having me. So nice to be here. It is so nice to connect with you. And I have to tell you, I personally am so excited to meet you because you're Filipino. (laughs) No, (laughs) me too. Did you grow up here? I did. I was born here in the States. So they did. So you grew up with your your aunt and your cousins, I yes, guess? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. So I did grow up with like my cousins and my aunts and uncles and all of that. Yeah. So there's just that connection of like yes. being Filipino, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, something to be proud of, right? Yes, absolutely. And um also, just because I feel like for me personally, I'm not, I'm not a sciencey person. I am very much more imaginative. I like the creative outlets like this. I was an English major. I love writing. And so it was always a hard thing for me growing up hearing like, oh, you should be a nurse or you should be a lawyer <laughs> or an engineer. Um, so I mean, I'm just really excited to know that there are, you know, people such as yourself that are Filipino and that, you know, you're in a different um, type of environment in the writing world. So that really excites me. Yeah, it's a very interesting world, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't go to school for writing. So obviously I, I'm in finance, right? So I have that full-time job. Okay. Um. So I'm the CFO of an ad agency. So that's my day job. And it's just heavily financed. So yeah, I didn't go to school to write. Uh, I didn't go have any formal education in writing. I just loved to write. So wow. um, yeah. So I mean it's uh it's been it's been a really cool journey because it's so different, you know, two different worlds. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, then can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and um, just how you started that journey? Because you, like you said, you you did not go to school for writing and I don't know, was it just a passion that you just went for or did somebody encourage you? I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, you know, I I met my husband in the Philippines. He was actually, he's Filipino, but he's, he grew up in Indiana and he went there for the summer, never wanted to come back. So I met him, we, we met at the same office that I worked um, in, right, graduating right after I graduated from college. So I didn't go to school here. I went to school in in Manila Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we moved here, you know, 25 years ago and, you know, I started my career in accounting um, you know, worked in different agencies, worked in different um, industries and companies and, and ended up where I am now. But we, we raised, so I'm a mom. I have three kids. Um, they're grown. Um, and just to show you how old I am, I, I qualified to get a COVID shot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that age bracket. Um, so they're grown. One's a nurse. Uh, one is in advertising and I have a 20 year old that's going to St. Louis university. So, um, yeah. So, um, I've been married 32 years, um, you know, and, and, and just living in the States, you know how it is uh, very Mm. different from the Philippines, um, focused on our career and raising our children. So we did that most of the years. And then, um, 10 years ago, my mom passed away suddenly and Mm. I was here in the States and, 
so focused on my life here and on raising the kids and, um, you know, building a life for us that I hardly went home to the Philippines to visit her. And so when I finally decided to take time off and actually go home, she had passed away like three days before I arrived. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was so traumatic. Mm. So. So I came back here, immersed myself in my career, just kept working. But, you know, I, I don't know. I was traumatized in such a way that you don't really know that you are, but you yeah. know you're going through this thing. And so I wanted to write about her. So I wrote my first book about her. Um, it's funny because it was at the time when E.L. James was just coming up with Fifty Shades of Grey. And there was this whole surge of indie books, um, okay. indie book authors. Mm-hmm. So I went to a book signing once in Chicago by myself. And started mingling with readers and 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 meeting a couple of authors and then, you know, became friends with a lot of them. And then they kind of encouraged me, hey, you know what, if you have something to say, just write about it. And so that's what I did. So I wrote my first book um, and self-published it. And then while writing about my mom, I realized I had such an interesting life because mm-hmm. I had dated a guy for eight years and married a guy I met six for six months. So there was oh, this wow. whole, yeah, there was <laughs> this whole drama of the ex for eight years and the new guy I just met at work. And so I incorporated that story into my, my mm-hmm. book. Um, and I changed my name to two reasons, because there were no Asian or Filipino authors that I knew of at that time. And I mm-hmm. wanted my name to sound a little bit Caucasian. So I chose mm-hmm. my first name, Christine, and then I did an acronym of my kid's name. So Christine Bray, that was my pen name. Okay. I wasn't comfortable, um, you know, with, with Anna Gomez at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote my, I self-published my first book, And then somebody reached out to me on Facebook and said, oh my gosh, I loved your book. And that's what I'm going through with my husband. And I'm going to open this group, Facebook group for you. And we're going to just chat about your book. And so that girl, that, that woman was actually from England. And um, I still remember her name's Yvonne. Um, And so that, that following just grew. Wow. And then people were like, wow, we didn't think Isabel in the first book had any closure she's still pining for that eight-year guy so why don't you close it up so I wrote the second book which is okay. the well to the first book and you know the rest is history my, mm-hmm. every stage in my life I've written a book you know yeah. midlife crisis the kids work you know I've um I've written a book and I ended up having six books <laughs> wow yeah um picked up an agent probably not probably during the third after the third book so I self-published two books Mm -hmm. and then the third was um I got an agent I was approached by an agent um who I don't regret working with I still work with her now and love her to death um and then the fourth book um was um optioned for film um and then it just I just thought oh well (laughs) you know this is something going to be that's going to be a permanent part of my life right yeah that that is incredible um first first of all I mean my condolences on losing your mother um I I mean I kind of have an idea of what that's like because my grandmother um now she was a very she lived a very long long life but my parents um they just didn't have time to go back home very often we went when I was five we went again when I was 14 
my mom went again the following year because she just realized how homesick she was. So she went by herself, but my dad never went back home. And um, the year he was planning to go, because he started to realize that his mother was not doing yeah. as well. Um, she just, she ended up passing away that summer. So um, I, and I know that was, that was very hard just because, you know, when you live here in the States, one, it can be very expensive to go to the Philippines and you want to make a, you want to make it a worthwhile trip. Yeah. And then, you know, just with life here, we're just so, we're so busy and we're so on the go all the time. I know my parents were, I mean, I know that's a lot of people. Um, So yeah, I can, I can empathize with that, that situation um, with that there, but what a beautiful thing to take that, that time in your life and just turn it into a writing passion. Yeah. Um, You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's been great therapy for me. It, it's, um, I travel a lot for work. Mm-hmm. I used to really travel like every week, um, even go different places. So I've incorporated that in my story. So I've been able to take readers with me, mm-hmm. you know, with my experiences, whatever country I visit, whatever, whatever culture um, I experience. So it's just been great. It's just been great taking the readers on the mm-hmm. same journey that I'm going on. Yeah. For sure. And then one thing you had mentioned is that you had a pen name of Christine Bray um, to make it a little bit more Caucasian. My question for you is what challenges did you have or did you experience as a Filipino writer, especially feeling the need to um, change your your identity, I guess you can say, in that pen name? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it wasn't very apparent. You know, I had writer friends who I don't think cared Mm-hmm. what the culture was or anything but it was more you know it was more when I moved here and you probably weren't born yet but <laughs> I was here in the 90s and nobody cared where you came from like nobody wanted to listen to your story it was all you were always trying to fit in mm-hmm. you're always trying your kid you know I my kids my big regret the kids stopped speaking Tagalog when they moved here and you know because I was trying to assimilate them mm-hmm. this culture and and my husband who grew up in Indiana doesn't speak it so mm-hmm. I wasn't able to like have it at the home which everyone regrets at this point because knowing languages is an asset mm-hmm. wherever you go wherever you work and um, we were just so busy assimilating them into this culture and you know, they went through, I saw them in high school and grade school go through different things, different motions where they felt different. They would come home, you know, um, and just say they felt different. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd go to parties and, you know, they would feel different. And so I I, I saw that. And I, 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 when I was writing books, I, I didn't want that difference because writing is writing is writing. You can write mm-hmm. about anything in the world and it's the same. Love is universal. Like everyone goes through heartbreak Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are so that was kind of the point that I was trying to make and then I'm just going to answer a question I know you're going to ask is like what made me decide to use my real name Mm -hmm. it's because as I grew in my career and I became an executive I started um, championing different platforms so now I started championing diversity and inclusion I started talking about how a business is better by knowing different cultures. A business mm-hmm. is healthier. A business, I'm in advertising. So man, I mean, different. it's different cultures and different ways of thinking that mm-hmm. make a good ad or yeah. convince people, consumers to buy a good product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
then I thought, you know what? And I was also hiding it at work and it was stressful because friends knew, but my boss didn't know. And it was just like, you know what? This is who I am. I have to bring myself to the table, my whole self. And so Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I decided, you know, the next book I'm going to write and clean romance books, something I can really give to everyone Mm -hmm. and not not be self-conscious about work Mm -hmm. or being professional at work or whatever. I thought, you know, it's time to just use my real name. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 resonates a lot with me personally too because I mean, again, you know, there are very few uh, Filipinos or even Asians really in that that writing space. And then, you know, with us being more like even more of a minority and then feeling different because I could totally relate to your your children, you know, kind of feeling like, "Oh, well, this is different I mean nobody's necessarily treating me differently like like in a mean sort of way like it wasn't like everybody but I definitely felt different and then on top of that feeling different in the space of you know my family and their ideas of success and stuff and I'm like you know I'm like I am secretly writing stories here in my bedroom (laughs) um But yeah, I mean, you bring such a great point of being true to who you are and like being able to grow into, into that. And um, so, yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate that. That's very encouraging for sure. We just want to take a break from the show just to have a little check-in before we go on in the show. So we actually want to talk about our sponsor for this week, um, BetterHelp. Uh, In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about your mental health, about your happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It can make us sick and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now. Maybe you need some tools to help. Maybe you've got stress, insecurity problems in your relationship um, are not dealing well with things going on in your life and that's what therapy can be whatever you need don't be ashamed because normal humans struggle and they start to feel better and that's okay it's good to start to feel better because you deserve to be happy and now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help better help is customized online therapy that offers you video, phone, or a live chat session with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. The good thing is BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Hallmarkies podcast listeners can get 10% off of their first month of better at betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. That's betterhelp.com slash Hallmarkies. Have you read Moments yet? Not yet, right? I have not, but I just ordered it on my Kindle. Okay. So very, yeah. very excited. You need to text me when you read it because... It's all, there's all about Lechon and things. that. Oh, yes. And, and when Chris was doing the audiobook, he's like, my gosh, you wrote all these like words in there that I had to read. <laughs> <laughs> gosh, it was so funny. But oh, it was so fun writing that. It was mm-hmm. fun being proud of the culture. 
Yeah. And that one is set in Hawaii, correct? It's set in Hawaii, but you know, Hawaii is mostly Filipinos. Yeah. Came here mm-hmm. For the plantations and the, so there's all that history that we, we put in the book. Yeah. That's very exciting. Um, well, let's go ahead and start talking about your, your book that's coming out. Yeah. Um, at the time of this recording, it hasn't released yet, but by the time this releases, it will be out. Um, the book came out on March 9th and it is Moments like this, you uh, wrote it with Chris Pawaha, who is a big friend of our podcast here. Um, we've actually um, interviewed him, I think, a few times. It wasn't me; it was my uh, my uh, podcast counterpart, Rachel. And he's he's just he's so delightful. But um, can you tell us a little bit more about the book? I mean, I'm really excited. Yeah. So um, you know, it's a it's a it's a romance. It's a story about you know, a girl named Andy who is so focused on her career mm-hmm. um, and certain setbacks happen in her life and she's invited by her friend to spend some time in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So she um, she d- doesn't know that her friend actually owns a coffee um, plantation. And so she gets there and she's all businesslike and all, you know, obsessed about work. And, and, and she says, you know what, oh, I can, I can, you know, help this plantation thrive. Mm-hmm. And so she's focused on that. And then obviously she meets this guy um, named Warren. Um, and, you know, they, 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 um, so he, he tells, he's from Hawaii. So he tells her, you know what, I want to take you around. How long are you going to be here? They, she doesn't know how long she's going to be there because she needs to go back to Chicago. And he just says, okay, so let's, I'm going to take you on these moments tours for every Friday. Let's meet and I'll take you somewhere in Hawaii that you've never been to before. No questions asked. Let's not talk about our past. It's just, let's just enjoy each other while you're here. Cause mm-hmm. it was this big thing of what she didn't know when she was leaving and, and all that. And so, and so obviously, um, you know, love develops and, you know, you get to see if they get to see who they really are, like, you know, learn more about each other. And as they do, then, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, as you know, I mean, Chris was there for a series. I think he lived in Oahu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he was able to just bring so much color to that story, mm-hmm. you know, just bring so much just color and vividness to like the scenes and everything because he'd been there and he'd mm-hmm. experienced everything we'd written about. So it was, yeah. it was a really good, um, it was good timing for me to find him. <laughs> yeah. So how did you find Chris? So we found each other or he found me in a way because I was, um, you know, I had written six books mm-hmm. and I kind of, and my career was taking off and I kind of wanted to take a break and, so I was telling my agent, you know, um, and this was during the beginning of COVID, like, I'm going to take a break. I need to focus on my career and my job. And she was like, you know, everyone's home now. People are looking for content. Like, now is the time to, like, do something. Let's do something to sell some of your books to, like, Netflix or, you know, because they, they're good content. And everyone's asking me to submit content, blah, blah, blah. And so she said, but you know what? Why don't you write something for Hallmark? And I was like, ah! <laughs> I'm like, what? A, a guy in plaid meets a girl, they fight, they break up, and they get back together. She's like, how did you know? She's like, here, let me give you this matrix. And she gives me this actual spreadsheet that's got the Hallmark formula. And she's mm-hmm. like, this is what you have to write. This is, yeah, you're right. This is what you have to write. So I'm like, 
after making fun of it for a long time, because I'm just like, you know, I write about, I'm not making fun because of Hallmark, but because if you read my stories, my stories, everyone cries. They call me, I'm crying, or it's full of angst and it's about catharsis and and, and, and tragedy and loss and all that. And, 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 you know, and I'm like, you know what, it might be fun to write something that's just so light um, Mm -hmm. and just so straightforward. Um, and so I, I, I'm on the board of um, Hugh O'Brien Youth Organization and the, the president or the CEO of that board said to me, I said to him, do you know of anyone that I can talk to? Because he lived in LA. I'm like, you know, the big shots in LA, why don't you like see if you can get me in a meeting with someone so I could like pitch my books. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh my gosh, my neighbor, Chris Palaha, like two houses down from me, he's a Hallmark guy and maybe I can get him to talk to you. So one day I get a text from my friend Javier and he says, guess who I saw? I saw Chris playing football with his sons outside and I told him about you and he's interested in calling you um, to talk about your books. And so I put the phone down and I'm like, yeah, I'm Chris is not going to call me. (laughs) And then I go back home and at night, that night I get an email from Chris, like, Hey, I, you know, Javier mentioned you and would you like to, you know, do a Zoom call? Mm-hmm. And what he forgets to tell everyone is the first time we Zoomed together, we were wearing the same shirt. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> so like he was pointing at my shirt and I was pointing at his shirt and and we were both like, oh my gosh, this is meant to be. <laughs> yeah, there you go, and done. <laughs> so he was saying to me, you know what, these books are... These books are at Hallmark Books. These are like Netflix or Apple. If you wanna, if you mm-hmm. wanna, you know, I might know some people. If you, if you want to connect with them, and then he said, "But you know what? If we own the idea, we would be able to sell these books, um, and it would be better for us to pitch them ourselves." Mm-hmm. He said, "Would you ever consider writing a book with me?" And I'm like, "As a matter of fact, <laughs> I am writing a series." Uh-huh. So that's how that's how we got together, and. That guy doesn't waste time. I mean, in three days, we were signing the contract. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, he he was excited about it. I was excited about it. And it was COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I really got lucky. I think I got blessed by just the right, being in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is so fun. And I mean, who, I mean, the connection is still a little like, poof. For me, I mean, you know, yeah. somebody who knew somebody who knew Chris, you know, it's just. Yeah, so walking fun. the dog. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, and it's funny because he was, Chris was so open with me, like mm-hmm. telling me exactly like, this is what you need. This is how, you know, how it goes and everything. And I'm like, you know what? This guy is just so genuine. Like I can trust him. I mean, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been that way ever since. And that was, um, you know, late March towards April. Okay. Um, so like a year yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 I mean, and if anybody, uh, Chris, he's a great guy and he, he's done a million Hallmark movies. So <laughs> I mean, how perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. definitely knows that formula. <laughs> well, I know. And while we were writing, I would ask him, mm-hmm. is it too much? Like, is this too much? And he'll go, yeah, yeah, that's too much. Like scale it down. Or he'll be like, no, it's not too much. It's fine. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I had no idea. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in his space. So yeah. I, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought I read somewhere that he would be, pro- he might be producing these, these, the series for film. 
Is he that correct? To, yeah, he 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 does want to. So we're gonna go and make sure that we package it so that he's 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 gonna be producing it because he has his production company. Yeah. Oh. So okay. He does. He has a new one. It's Fodunk Productions, and he I think he set it up last year as well. So, you know, and he's you know you know this. I mean, he's really experienced with script. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what people probably don't know about him is he's he's a really great writer. I I did not know that. It doesn't surprise me just because I know how entrenched she is in that that world. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me because his performances are always amazing. But yeah. um, but yeah, that's interesting. That I'm I'm really looking forward to. I mean, obviously reading moments like this. Um, as soon as it, you know, midnight, I might be up. I'll be like, you know, <laughs> reading it on my phone in my bed. It's, it's an easy read. I yeah. think people will enjoy it. It's a good break from everything going on around us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Do you um, have an idea of where the series is going? Is it going to continue with Andy and Warren? Is it that kind of series? Or is it going to be no. a series where it's like the friend or somebody in town? Or Yeah, it's like we introduced these really amazing people in book one and every book will be in a different island. So the next <gasps> one, Kauai. So we're already done. We're, all, we're like three fourths done with that. And this this first one was in Oahu. The third one is in Molokai, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know the direction. So we created this world of characters and each one will be, pl- you know, interesting ones. Um, I'll give you the link to the Facebook group because there are people, I have a, a group for advanced readers mm-hmm. and they already are like in there um, just saying like who they want the next book on. And it's <laughs> it's spot on because we did pick those characters. Um, but every book will have characters that mm-hmm. we in the first and then on the fifth book we'll bring them all together so <gasps> oh. you can see you there's they're all standalones they have mm-hmm. their own ending they have their own story because i know you know how like some pe- people a lot of people wait for all five books to come out before they read them all because mm-hmm. they don't want to they don't want cliffhangers mm-hmm. or they want to wait so we made it such a way that you can even flip like you can read one before oh. the run out of order mm-hmm. because it's it's they're so separate they're yeah. different stories oh yeah yeah that's that's totally that's totally fun I mean I'm the type of person when I love an author I'm like I'm buying that book on the release day or pre-ordering <laughs> it I will wait as long as I need to for the next book but um yeah that's so great like to read what do you like to read you I I yeah I mean I will be so when I was younger, I was an avid, like, historical fiction or Christian fiction romance reader. Yeah. I mean, like, Karen Kingsbury, I read, like, all her books, and Laurie Wick, and Robin Jones Gunn, and um, Nicholas Sparks. So I, I loved all of that. But then I got bored because it was the same story yeah. over and over again. So I took a break, and then I was also busy with, like, college and writing you know English papers and all of that and then I trans I kind of transitioned into more nonfiction in the last 10 years or so so like business books or creative books or creative nonfiction magazines etc um but when last year hit with all that COVID stuff I was talking to some friends and I was like oh that sounds like a good book I should read that oh that one also sounds like a good book and then I realized um Later on, too, we, for the other podcast we do, I interviewed Rachel Fordham, who is a, um, she she writes for Revel, um, Revel Books, 
And I read her book and I was like, oh my goodness, I forgot how good fiction can be. (laughs) So it's been my goal um, since last summer and then also into this year's to transition back into reading more fiction. Because I think now people are, it's not as cliche. And that was one thing with her book. I did not see the ending coming. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So um, yeah, I mean, I'm very, very excited. I've started reading, um, like, I'm trying to read like classic books like Emma is a book that I'm currently like reading through um and then of course there are there's your book that I have waiting on my Kindle and I have a couple others um what is uh the one book by uh The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna yeah is one that I just started too so I I I like that that you have such young kids like how do you have time oh that's why it takes me a long time to read stuff (laughs) so um usually it's at night or I get it on Audible. Yeah. You're, Audible. Very, you're beautiful kids, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. They're five and three years old. So babies. Yes, they're 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 little ones. So yeah. but yeah, that that is very exciting. Um I have one other question about the books. Um sure. with moments like this, when it will be a movie. Fingers crossed. Um, and if you had any pick of who you'd want to play Andy and Warren, do you have an idea of who you'd want to star as them? Chris wants to be Warren. Oh, okay. And I agree with that. Um, we're just going to have to like maybe do a flashback or something. He's like, he thinks he's too old. I don't, but he he wants to be Warren. Um, and then for the, for the, we've, we've like played around with a few like Asian American, um, because she's half Filipino. Okay. In the book. So we've played around with some Asian American names, but mm-hmm. we, we haven't really like settled on wonders. Again, it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I know someone was saying, um, Vanessa Hudgens would be perfect. Oh, and, yeah, but then she's so young. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so we're we're playing around with it. Um, but I know Chris, Chris would be a perfect, the perfect Warren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I mean, I do. I'm gonna throw a name out there. She's also maybe for one of your other characters. Um, that could lead one the next movie or so if she's yeah. Filipino. Donna Benedicto. She is. So I've heard from her. I've heard about like, is she in the States? She's in Canada. Okay. She's in Canada. She's usually um, on the Hallmark movies. She's usually the best friend. Okay. But she's so funny. She's so, she's so, she's gorgeous. So funny. Very talented. Um, She's young too. She's maybe in her, like, she's maybe my age, like 30 or something like that. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe she, you know, we all look young and tall. <laughs> but Thank goodness. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, she would be, she would be great for a lead, especially Filipino lead. We mean, we're I'm all about that. Follow her on Instagram. Cause what we're doing is we're following people on Instagram that we think could be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Inspirations for our story. So yeah. I'll follow her. I'll yeah. search for her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vanessa Lachey, I think is, isn't she half? She's half, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's another idea. I don't know if she out of your reach. <laughs> I don't know if she's still acting or if she ever is she an actress? 
Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, she's 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 cute. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. That's so fun. We're so looking forward to that. <laughs> but yeah, this has been such a great discussion and I loved hearing your your journey. Um and best of luck. I mean, I cannot wait to get the book. It will be available anywhere books are sold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, any any outlet and any platform that you guys want, it's going to be available. Okay. And I just wanted to say thank you for having me. I mean, I was just thrilled. Um, another Filipina bookstore owner is interviewing me next week. Like, I just love the way that we're all, mm-hmm. you know, that we're all being very visible about our culture. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. That is definitely something that, um, like, I've wanted to do more of, too, is just connect with others that are, you know, because when you're Filipino, you're like family, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then incorporating it to with my kids, too, because they're half. Yes. Um, but they call my mom Lola and yeah. like my dad Lolo. Yes. Um, and so my, my sister-in-law, she was also born in the States. She got my kids like uh, um, like the Filipino baby words book. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> For like a long <laughs> Yeah, Killy Killy. Probably no Killy Killy. And they also, my kids call Ate Kuya. They oh, still yeah. Do that. So yeah. I it's the only thing they know, but yeah, yeah, they're not allowed to call first names. They call Ate and Kuya. And yeah, yeah. My brother grew up calling me Ate. So yeah. very, very used to that. <laughs> All right. Okay. So our last segment here is just fun, rapid fire questions. They're very random. And they're, you don't have to think about them. <laughs> so okay. the first section is an either or type of section. Um, do you prefer reading fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Okay. Library or bookstore? Bookstore. E-reader or physical book? Hard one. I'm now used to physic, uh, e-reader. They're convenient. <laughs> it's like my right limb. I never go anywhere without my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have it on my phone. I have the app on my phone. So as I'm waiting in line or something, I'm like, you know, yeah. scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when writing, computer or are you a pen and paper person? Computer. Um, Oxford comma or no Oxford comma? <laughs> Oxford comma. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what time of day do you usually find yourself writing? 10 o'clock at night. Okay. So you're, you're a late owl writer. Yeah. yeah. Um, go well, to because I have a full-time job. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could relate to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although my, my other author friend, Laura said, She's like, Casey, if you're going to write, you got to write early, early morning. It's a discipline and it's really, really hard, but <laughs> that's the way to go. Choice. You either work out or you write. Yeah. <laughs> Normally I choose the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to writing snack? Chestnuts. Oh, okay. Castanias. Do you guys have that? Like, do you guys, it's a... I don't know. I used to eat that a lot in the Philippines and I eat it here. Oh, I don't. I mean, if I've had it, it's been a very long time. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, if you could pick, what is your favorite book or series? That's a, I, I, I love a lot of books. Yeah. Uh, 
but I always say that my first favorite impactful book was The Thornbirds by Colleen McCullough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you reading right now? Behind Her Eyes. Okay. Um, it's a mystery. It's out on Netflix, but I wanted to read the book first. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know the author. I don't know her well, but yeah, it's supposed to be... Um, it's a hit on Netflix if you if you go see it. And so I know it was written by an author who published mm -hmm. it a few years ago. And so I decided to read the book first. Yeah. Okay. So do you typically read the book first if you know it's coming out on film? Yeah. Okay. And do you, are you a, um, are you a purist when it comes to stories? That's loaded. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes. It's hard. It can be hard. It can be hard when sometimes it goes a different direction. Sometimes it's a good thing. And then sometimes you're like, but this was better in the book. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll tell you when my, when we did the script for that one book that was option, mm -hmm. I mean, I took that script and added stuff because the book had such nice lines and mm -hmm. things that were impactful to readers that sometimes it, gets skipped and doesn't end up in the movie mm -hmm. you know yeah so anyway yeah oh oh yeah yeah I my my all-time favorite series since childhood was Anne of Green Gables books yeah. one through eight my daughter just watched that did you see the series I so that's where I was going with that the series is so different from the book <laughs> And I'm like, I have to put the, I have to take, I have to, I have to just separate them. I just have to separate them. Is it much more different? Because the, the, the series is like, I feel like it's not, I feel like it deviated a lot because it, it was kind of modernized kind of yes. in a way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and with any on Netflix, that's the series. Yes. It's very different. Um, the core is there, like you have the Anne and Gilbert love story, but there are a lot of things that were missing. Um, and I understand you, you want to make the storyline interesting. So sometimes it's allowed to bring in extra storylines or whatever. Um, but it, I don't know. It's, um, I, it, it's just, it's just different, but, um, okay. So one, uh, another question here on this little rapid fire uh, one piece of advice you'd give to a new writer just keep writing okay just keep writing yeah yeah okay and then your favorite filipino dish so you know we're all about the food inihao <laughs> na baboy which is what is it grilled pork you know the the, the pork that they that they put in vinegar oh yes yes Yes. Okay. Yeah. That is, that can be very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really bad about names of What's dishes. Oh man. Um, I mean, I love the basics. I mean, sinigang when it's cold. Um, oh, pancit malo. Yes. It's yeah. My dad made it one year, um, for new year's Eve and it was actually really cold here and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Why have you never made this before? So do they still cook that Filipino food a lot when you go visit or when they, when you see them? Uh, sometimes. It's mostly when we have gatherings because we live in the same town. They live like 10 minutes from me. Yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, my dad will fry up some lumpia when we have um, parties or for during Christmas or for my girls' birthday parties. Um, Ponset Malo, regular Ponset they'll have. Um, uh, Sinigang. Oh, puto. Yeah, with butter. <laughs> yes, and then with, with the little cheese. <laughs> with the queso de bola. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, it is, it's fun. Sometimes, um, cause they're retired now, very freshly retired. My, mm-hmm. my dad will sometimes just bring some food over. I'm like, are you bored? <laughs> but that's good for us. Yes. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And my girls enjoy it too. So that's another nice thing of having them close by is they're not completely losing that part of themselves. No, I agree. So they're able to some like be be cultured in that area and taste different foods and all of that so that's very important so you should always keep that mm-hmm. yeah the world you know the the world has gotten so small you can go mm-hmm. anywhere and be you know work anywhere mm-hmm. and so when the kids get older that's really important for them to have that kind of global just viewpoint yeah for sure well, thank you again so much for coming on. Yeah. Best of luck to you in your career. And we are looking forward to all this whole series coming out. Um, and especially, I am so excited to read moments like this and see it turn into a film, hopefully in the near future. Yes. And all of that. And thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. Thank you. You're welcome. Where can people find you on social media? Um, at, at Anna Gomez Books and Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then anagomezbooks.com for my website. Awesome. All righty. Well, Hallmarkies, be sure to follow Anna and be sure to get her book. Well, thank you so much. Bye, Hallmarkies. Bye, Hallmarkies. Bye, Casey. Bye. <laughs> thank you.